Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Melbourne Storm, they formed out of the Western Reds. Nothing surer. Take nothing away from Craig Bellamy. He is the absolute astute coach of rugby league. We get that. Um, but they took our blueprint. They took our players. Little Matty guy at the time um, went across, stepped out of his brother's shadow, um, was unbelievable. Robbie Kearns, Rodney Howe um, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that was Matt Fuller, the foundation hooker for the uh, Western Reds. Uh, one of the players that went over there, um, formerly from Western Suburbs Magpies. So in 2023, the NRL will have 17 teams with the Wayne Bennett coach Dolphins representing the area from Redcliffe through to the Sunshine Coast. It's the first new team to enter the competition since the Gold Coast Titans joined the league in 2007, taking the NRL to 16 teams up from 15. Fast forward 16 years and we'll again have an odd number when the Dolphins enter the fray. Some might argue there isn't enough talent to spread across 17 teams. Personally, I don't think that will be an issue at all. But I'm sure lessons have been learned from about 25 years ago when the competition got perhaps overambitious with expansion and jumped from 16 teams to a 20-team competition almost overnight. In 1995, the ARL added four new teams, only two of which remain today. The Auckland Warriors and the North Queensland Cowboys. There are also the South Queensland Crushers and the Western Reds. In 1997, with the News Limited-backed Super League, there were another two clubs formed to make up the numbers. Really, they were. The Adelaide Rams and the Hunter Mariners. So now, in total, across two rival and warring competitions, we had 22 teams. 12 in the ARL competition and 10 in the uh, Breakaway Super League. So from just 16 teams in 1994... Three years later, we had 22 teams, an additional six clubs in just three years. So when I say there will have been lessons learned, it's not so much about growing the game or expanding the footprint, but it's more about doing it the right way, doing it in stages. There is already an appetite to add an 18th team to the um, competition in a not-too-distant future. After all, I mean, who wants to have a bye each weekend? And so we'll have the expansion argument all over again. Another team from Brisbane, another team from New Zealand, the Central Coast maybe, or even a team from Pacifica. Or do we bring back a team from Perth? You know my thoughts on this, having played for the Reds and fresh out of uni, helped market the club some 25 years ago. I would love the Reds to be um, redeveloped or re-emerge. And I think the game would seriously benefit from having a club based in Perth. So too, I'm sure, does our next guest. He helped realise a dream when the Reds were admitted to the competition all those years ago. He was the chairman of the Reds in 1995. And to this day, I know dreams of finishing the job that really he only got started uh, before the club was ripped apart and booted into touch. Laurie Putty, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good afternoon, Chris. Mate, uh, let's talk firstly, before we talk about about the Reds, Laurie, if you you don't mind, um, let's talk about current expansion. Take us back, Laurie, to, um, to to firstly how the Reds came into being in the first place. 
the work that it took to build this new club from scratch? Yeah, well, it all started, uh, Chris, around 1992. Uh, I'd been in Perth for quite a few years and uh, uh, I got involved with the rugby league. I was chairman of the or president of the Kang Bulldogs and uh, I was asked at that time whether I'd considered uh, taking on the chairman's role or president's role of the West Australian Rugby League, uh, which I did. And uh, in a short time, it was obvious that uh, there was a huge following uh, for Rugby League in Western Australia. And uh, through discussions with uh, John Quayle and Arthurson, uh, I uh, approached the opportunity if and when there was a team uh, considered or expansion considered that we be considered. Uh, I said we had 1.3 million people at the time uh, in Western Australia and uh, with the, the, the makeup of the population over there with the uh, English and the Kiwis and so on, we had a huge following uh, for Rugby League and that's how it all started. Um, I've just got a text in here, Laurie. Talking to Laurie Putty, the uh, the founding chairman of of the Western Reds. Um, I was saying it was about twenty thousand uh, we had for our opening game against the Dragons in nineteen ninety five, March twelve. It was uh, the actual figure is twenty four thousand nine hundred and thirty two for our very first game being played at the Wacker. I mean, being playing at the Wacker that itself, Laurie, was a bit of a challenge, wasn't it? It was. It was the game. The the ground was never designed for rugby league and. Uh... Uh, you know yourself from uh, the stand on the at ground level, you couldn't see the corner post on the on the opposite diagonal corner. So it was a good cricket ground, uh, certainly not for rugby league. Uh, but that's all changed, as you know. Mm. How do you feel about today's clubs, Laurie? So uh, it would have been nice back then, but today's clubs they all get a thirteen million dollar grant or a handout from the ARL Commission. What was it like for you guys back then? I'm imagining financially a lot more challenging. Well, it was. Uh, No bones about that. uh, Initially, just to go back, initially uh, in in our conversations with Quayle and and Arthurson is that uh, we were only going to run one team. And uh, uh, within hours of that, uh, Quayle called me in and said, uh, you've got to run a reserve grade. Mm. And the good news on top of all that, of course, that you're going to have to, because the Sydney clubs didn't want to go to Perth, you're going to have to pay not only for your accommodation and, and uh, transport, uh, airfares, etc., but you're going to have to pay for people to come to Perth. So we had the double whammy. We had to get extra players, more players in a hurry. Uh, my plan was to run uh, the players through the local competition and give that the, the, the growth that it, it deserved. Uh, and we allocated all of the reserve grade and the first graders, as you know, to the local clubs, which gave that um, area a, a huge boost. But, uh, yeah, we paid for everything. And, and uh, I've got to say this, the league gave us nothing, not a cent. Mm. And uh, by the time Super League took over, took over we had a, a, a million-dollar overdraft at the, uh, uh, with our banking and uh, we were making it go. So uh, it just amazes me today that uh, they can throw $13 million around and uh, not look at expansion back into Western Australia. Well, I think they probably learned some lessons, and you would have heard Matty Fuller. I played a bit from Matty Fuller way back when, saying, you know, he thinks Melbourne Storm took the blueprint. Well, a few of our players, the Reds players, went to Melbourne Storm. 
And look what's happened to the Melbourne Storm. They were founded the year after your your team was dissolved, basically. They've gone on to um, riches and an enormous um, success. But that club itself, it was very much prompt, propped up, wasn't it, financially by the governing body for many, many years? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I, I heard your introduction. You know, we talk about Rob Ker- Robbie Kearns, Rodney Howe, Matty Guy, uh, Paul Bell, the centre, mm. Wayne Evans, Johnny mm. Wiltshire, uh, uh, Daniel Frame, and the, and the list goes on. They all went to mm. Melbourne. Mm. And uh, Rebo took them to Melbourne. Mm. And uh, so we had nothing, and, and they had the footprint uh, of a good football team. Mm. And uh, we all know what happened, you know, from there. So... Uh, the, the the storm have got on uh, one team town out of out of Victoria, with the financial support and the the, the management they've had uh, from the government, uh, they've done very well. There was initially, I guess, um, a bit of re- not rejection, but um, I don't know. The local clubs over there were fearing that the Western Reds, um, this new player in the park, uh, will, will will take all their talent away, but. Quite to the contrary, having the Reds there, an NRL club in Perth, um, really gave a bit of a kickstart, didn't it, to the local competition? What's happened to the Western Australian Rugby League since the um, you know the Reds were, were, were punted out? Well, you know, uh, as you know, we we uh, when the Reds started, we had twelve senior clubs playing in the local competition. We had. Uh, a, a lot of the uh, junior Reds, which was coached by John Dory, a lot of those young men were used as uh, development uh, uh, boys, managers, and we put them into the schools. and the, And the the game was growing, uh, and we were delighted uh, with the results. And uh, the other thing, Chris, is you got to remember that you know going back to '95, the population over there was 1.3. Mm. Today in Victor- in uh, Western Australia, it's it's fast approaching three million people, and and uh, I, I sit back and I'm just staggered to see we we take the state of origin to the new ground in in uh, Western Australia in Perth, and they get sixty thousand people to it, but nobody at the administration of the NRL can say. I think there's an opportunity for a rugby league in Western Australia and do something about it. It just just amazes me. I was going to say, do you feel a bit annoyed that they seem to have gone cold for for a while there? You know, rewind, go back five years. There seemed to be a bit of an appetite to go back to Perth. And you're right, taking state of origins there, etc. There's always a few NRL games every year. I mean, why are they doing that? They they must surely have 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 some ideas in the pipeline for, for bringing Perth back. Uh, I, I don't know. I've had uh, I, I had discussions only a couple of months ago. Uh, and it's been held up because of COVID, but uh, I've had some discussions with uh, uh, Peter Blandis, and uh, and I understand that uh, there will be further discussions. However, uh, nobody's too excited about it, and uh, they've obviously had their hands full. But uh, uh, it's not a five-minute job. It's it's a three-year project that took us three years in the past to, to put the Reds together. And uh, I would say that it would take us two years to do it again. Mm. Two years. So uh, you, you could put it together that quickly. I mean, you, you wonder, let, let's say they weren't punted out and the Super League war didn't happen and the club would now be, what, 25 years old or more. You just wonder how yes. successful, how successful it, it may have been. And we've seen what... What Melbourne Storm has done, very much similar in a in a non rugby league um, 
environment. But there were certainly signs, weren't there, in the early days, Laurie, that it, it would be a raging success. It, there was, and uh, the, the secret of success in any business is putting some good people around you. And uh, uh, I worked hard on that. And uh, Gordon Allen, uh, I brought him in as the CEO. He had a lot of rugby league background. And uh, then we, we brought in uh, a coach from England and, st- and then Steve Rogers uh, to help with the, with the uh, youngsters that we mm. brought in from uh, all over the, the world, really, uh, junior Reds. And uh, John Dory to coach them. We got him from Wigan. And uh, they were all good people. Mm. And then along come the Super League and uh, just tore it all apart. Money, dis- money destroyed everything. And... Uh, and unfortunately, it's left a huge bitter pill, uh, you know, bad taste for rugby league in Western Australia. When people say the Reds went bust and, and that's why it didn't work, that's why they were, they were booted out, that's not entirely accurate, is it? No, no, it is, it is the furthest from the truth. The, the, Reds, the Reds, had they been left alone, would not have gone bust, I can assure you that. The, the Reds were travelling very well. And uh, the, the, the only reason the Reds had financial difficulties in their third year is because the people that controlled the Super League, to, for them to get control of the players and the whole infrastructure, threw money around like they didn't own it. And uh, that is something that uh, uh, I tried to match it. And uh, the, the NRL... At the time, Quayle and, and Arthurson, they, they couldn't support us. They'd run out of money. And uh, Rebo come to town and took the team away. And that's, that's the, the crux of the, of the matter. And uh, uh, it certainly wouldn't have gone broke. And, and uh, that's, the, that's the truth of the matter. Mm. No, it, it was a good time. It was a good place to be. And, and to this day, Laurie, you know, uh, if I bump into some of the old Western Reds teammates and... Or here, I read an article in the paper today, actually. Mark Guy was saying there were some of the best years of his life, you know. He was on the scrap heap almost, um, Mark, and, and resurrected his career. But all the players that you brought over there. I've had Brad Mackay on this very program as well. They all speak so highly of, of the club, of the people, of the organisation, um, and of the place, Perth. I, 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 look, I hope one day it happens, mate. I, I really do. I, I uh, financially, so we, we see the Dolphins coming in and you look, you know, they sort of tick every box, don't they, in terms of development and heritage and, and money. Laurie, are you, are you you're confident that there still be the financial backing over there if if the ARL Commission said, you know what, we should go and revisit this Perth idea? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've met with the government. I've met with colleagues, business colleagues over there. Money would not be a problem. And uh, there was one, there was one uh, business colleague that's prepared to put up $10 million as a guarantee and so on. So money will never be an issue with the uh, next rugby league team coming out of Western Australia. We've got 3 million people over there, uh, busting to have their own team and support it. You know, Chris, I went to the last state of origin in, in Perth and, and I had tears in my eyes because a lot of the people walking into the ground were wearing mm. Western Reds uh, gear, you know, Jumpers, shirts, jackets, and uh, that's indicative that, and it's a long time ago, mm. but they're still wearing Western Reds. Uh, you know, mm. it just, just, just amazing. And uh, but unfortunately, nobody in the in the big dome in in Phillip Street or at the headquarters of Rugby League now 
they don't see it. And uh, that's the bit that amazes me. Yeah, I can imagine. And am I right, Laurie, in thinking you, you've still got the trademark on that Western Reds um, name and logo? Yeah, ready to go, Chris. It's, uh, all, all we need is somebody to say, well, uh, we'll give you consideration. You start getting it done. Gordon Allen's now back in Perth. And uh, so he's jumping at the bit. And all I need to do is get to Perth and, uh, and get an opportunity to talk to uh, Peter Volandis again. So the fire in the belly, Laurie, it's still there. 25, 26 years on, you, you, you still want to make this happen and finish the, the job that you started. Well, we put too much money and too much effort into it from the outset to let it just go away. Uh, we know what we achieved, and there are still people that are prepared to go back to Perth to, to finish the job. And uh, uh, so to answer your question, uh, yes, I am. And uh, I just need to have the people at uh, headquarters to acknowledge the fact that, uh, you know, three million people in Western Australia can support a rugby league team. Laurie, thanks for taking time out, mate, on a Sunday for, for joining us. Great to chat to you, and uh, who knows, mate, there there could be light at the end of the tunnel just yet. Yeah, good on you, Chris. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. You too, mate. There is uh, Laurie Putty, the founding chairman of uh, the Western Reds Rugby League, who, uh, well, they live for three years only. In fact, probably just the one year as Western Reds in 1995 and... Uh, then 96 and, and 97, they morphed into the, the Perth Reds, then owned by, um, taken under the wing, I guess, by in the Super League War. Um, and after that, kaput, gone, no longer. And years and years and years of hard work and dreams, and not to mention the resources and the finances, um, came to nothing. Came to nothing. You, you know, you've got to feel for people that were heavily involved, like Laurie Putty. And others, you know, um, and and some of them are, uh, that were on the board then are no longer with us. Um, but for many years, and and the people of the local rugby junior rugby league clubs, you know, they're watching the NRL from afar, and they also dreamed of one day having their own team, and it happened, but far too briefly for just three years. And one of the keys was, uh, and Peter Mulholland was the head coach, but was recruiting some, you know, some marquee players, a couple of marquee players, one of which was Mark Geyer, the firebrand, and yeah. Okay, some might say he was a bit hot-headed, wasn't he? But um, and I read the article in the paper again today. Um, you know, they they put his billboard, his face, his head up on the billboard just near, um, just near the the the, uh, the airport there, coming in for the for everyone to see. And um, you know, he was suddenly a a very big fish in a small pond, easily recognisable. And oh, we had some characters over there, some really good. Yeah, Brad Mackay, a tremendous player. The team was competitive. Um, but there you go. It dispels the myth that the club went bust, bust through any financial mismanagement. That was not the case. Not the case at all. Can you imagine if they said to the Dolphins, oh, okay, now listen, you've got to fly every team in and you've got to pay for their accommodation every weekend. Mm. Um, and uh, you've got to have all three three teams you've got to do that for as well. No, no, no money from us. No, not at all. No, you, you'll be right. Um, and that's uh, that's where it all ended. Who knows? Who knows uh, what lies ahead? It's coming up to 20 past two. This is Sports Central.